This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Favorite murder. The Minisode. Minisode. This is being videoed, this Minisode, for the fans. That's why there's such a strange self consciousness to the introduction. (laughs) That's that's us. We know our eyebrows are on video. It's a big deal. Think think about it a lot. Yeah. I think we have a great eyebrow podcast, like collective eyebrow podcast. You know what's funny? I, um, because sometimes I overdo it with my eyebrows. I'm always, you know, stuck in the like 90s, 80s of the huge brow. Mm-hmm. And I often look at your eyebrows and go, I need to do my eyebrows more like that because yeah. yours always look, they look really natural yeah. and really well shaped. So do yours though. Oh my God. <laughs> we found common ground once again. <laughs> You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Stone cold sober. I'll go first on this one. Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay. Here's a great intro. Hi, Murderino Collective. Ooh. I love mm-hmm. it. Love it. Yeah. Heard y'all were in need of some hometowns, so I thought I'd send this in. Generous. <laughs> this story actually happened when I was attending a small women's college, and then it says Stevens College, in parentheses, Stevens College, in <laughs> Columbia, Missouri. Do you remember when we were doing St. Louis show and I called it Missouri and then the audience booed me? Yes. Yeah, that was not very generous. I was. Well, I just wonder, I guess I should stop doing that. But I wonder what the implication is. I just think it's I'm just doing a southern accent. But yeah, I've heard it called that before. All right. Let us know, guys. Let us know why I just offended you. Okay, (laughs) we love to dig deep into the things like that. This story takes place in an apartment building that opened my senior year of college. Even though the apartment building was nice and brand new, there were some weird things uh, that were going on once I moved in. And then in parentheses, including an underground drug ring that was being run out of one of the rooms. Oh, cool. However... My tale revolves around the handyman who worked all around the building. He was just one of those guys who was always around, and he seemed fairly harmless. But there was just something a little off about him. Since he was the handyman, he had the keys to all the girls' rooms in the dorm. Mm -hmm. And I there were some times when he would need to fix things in our rooms while we were off campus or in class, and he'd need access. However, it turns out that the guy was using those spare keys to break in at night and watch girls sleep. Of course he was. My best friend swears that she felt him come into her room uh, a couple times while she was sleeping. I honestly can't remember if he did anything more than just watch girls sleep. But that in and of itself is still pretty fucking unsettling. Mm -hmm. Sure is. Eventually, he was caught and got fired and probably arrested. I tried to search for more info on this story in order to find out exactly what happened to this guy. But alas, it happened over 10 years ago and there weren't any news stories that I could find. Anyways, 
I hope this wasn't too long. It wasn't. Thank you for all the good you do and the light that you bring into this world. Stay sexy and always buy a deadbolt, I guess. Yeah. Lauren. <laughs> That's so creepy. Especially it really like, is. What is your what is the what are you getting out of watching? Is it just like a power trip if you're not doing anything but watching? I mean, that's clearly going to escalate. That's how those things it, well, it does feel like peep. it's in the peeping Tom category of it doesn't just that that's right. not just like, a, oh, this is a funny thing I used to do. And, yeah. And then I got into other stuff. It's like mm, it usually is the beginnings of bad. Also, the transgression of a person who doesn't know you're there. Oh, yeah. That, that's you, power. You, can't, you really kind of can't. Uh, spin that in a positive way absolutely not but i'll try i think he was a christian he was praying over them <laughs> great job you're very Thank you you the, the topic of this episode is generosity it's uh, generosity you've got it in spades Did what's that mug say oh it says 12 foot skeleton fan club brandy posey of the podcast lady to lady gave this to me for my birthday this past year gorgeous it's a classic it's I on video that. for the fan club okay for the fan club you can buy it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to tell you. Well, who cares? Waking up to muddy footprints and a locked door. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> you can't. It's not a spoiler. Okay. All right. Okay. Years ago, I woke up one morning to find a jumbled mess of large, dirty footprints on my kitchen floor. Mm -hmm. This was weird because I lived alone. And since I was young and had knees that still loved me, I scrubbed my kitchen floor every week. <laughs> Been there. Wow. Also, the kitchen was where my front door was located. And weirdest of all, my front door was locked. Not just locked when I went to bed at night, but still locked when I found the footprints. So, as any reasonable human would do, I hid in my closet and then called my landlord to leave a casual message asking if he'd come in to do some very normal early morning maintenance. He called me back a minute later and just said in the most bewildered voice, Are you kidding me? The night before, some dick weasel had stolen a car, ditched it in our underground parking garage beneath a clearly residential building and lit it on fire. I lived on the third floor on the opposite side of the building, which is pretty lucky for me since here's like two sentences in all caps. I'd fully slept through a firefighter opening my door, coming inside, <laughs> calling for me to evacuate and then assuming the apartment was empty and leaving. <laughs> They had, wow. that was all caps. they had thoughtfully relocked my door so no one st would steal my shit which is nice yeah everyone else had to evacuate and go hang out in a local church for a few hours while i just slept blissfully <laughs> unaware no one was hurt though several apartments had smoke damage and parts of a few people's cars had melted what an ass like that is such a good point that like you lit it on fire in a like at night in a residential building where you just know people oh, yeah. are sleeping you could have you know killed 40 to totally, 80 people depending totally. on the size of that building how the hell did you sleep through that you may ask because i was about as far from the fire as i could get smoke never reached my apartment so my alarms didn't go off also i slept with my bedroom door closed and multiple white noise sources that were apparently very effective stay sexy and get some sleep brenda <laughs> I feel like they, the firefighter could have come in and seen if any bedroom doors were closed. Like, that's just one extra little step, but who knows? Well, but it is pretty over the top to have the entire place on fire <laughs> and then and no one is and, and like, a you're loud there, but person like yelling. Yeah. And well, but also, I don't know. How was that front door still locked? He maybe came in a different way. Maybe. Oh, I bet they had the landlord's keys. And so oh, relocked yeah. it. 
Oh, okay. Right? (laughs) That's hilarious. I know. Okay. Well, hi. (laughs) Well, hi. That cat. Well, hi. Well, hi. Look up the well, hi cat, everyone. Love y'all. Love your show. Adore your pets. All the warm feelings. I grew up in a tiny cabin of a house in Ojai, California. My father inherited this home from his grandparents and promptly moved his family of six into a one bedroom home. Oh, he was a middle school teacher and my mom stayed home with her four daughters. So despite the town's bougie reputation, we were quite poor. In 2004, I turned 16 and I badly wanted a car. So I started applying for jobs. I landed a job at the local coffee shop named stir crazy um due to my being an independent study and having a fully open schedule the shop opened at 6 a.m meaning the opener needed to be there at 5 30 a.m so it was a highly undesirable shift with my open schedule um, it became the main shift that i worked with no car and no public transportation running so early and then it says in parentheses aka the trolley look it up it's cute (laughs) I had to start walking from my house at five in the morning to get to work on time. Mm. Looking back, this seems pretty unsafe, as does scheduling a teenager to work entirely by themselves for the first two to three hours of their shift. Is this legal? It feels like it should be illegal. (laughs) The (laughs) The coffee shop had a large interior layout and a huge, awesome back patio. Because of this, there were regulars who would come around opening and sit at the shop for hours on end, enjoying the space and the Wi-Fi. We had a self serve coffee station so they would pay for their initial cup and then help themselves to all the free refills of drip coffee that they wanted to enjoy. One such regular was a man who never spoke a word to me. He would usually have the exact change for a drip coffee, set it on the counter in front of me, muster a sheepish half smile and drop some change in the tip jar. If he didn't have exact change, he would grab the cup size of drip coffee he wanted, wave it in the air and then hand me cash to change out for him. Hmm. Most regulars tended to be semi-friendly, introduced themselves and chit chat with me. So his behavior felt odd. And it made me uneasy. Also, he never interacted with the other regulars in the shop and he would sit quietly in a corner somewhere. There was something about his eyes that gave me the creeps. They were intense, bright blue, and I felt like they were digging into my thoughts. I dreaded interactions with him and would usually freeze up whenever I saw him walking up to the shop and would be in stunned silence until he left the counter. My mom volunteered with the Shakespeare Festival every year, and one day she casually mentioned that her acquaintance, Ted, from the festival, mentioned that he was a regular of the shop I worked. I told her the name doesn't ring a bell. She half snorted and asked me if I really didn't recognize buffalo bill it all clicked ted levine the actor who played (gasps) buffalo bill in silence of the Lambs, was a regular at my coffee shop he was in the show monk at the time so he had short hair and a full mustache and he looked very different from the only thing i'd seen him in that i would recognize him from those eyes that gave me the creeps at work were the same eyes that had traumatized me from a much too early age watching the silence of the lambs my my mom mentioned that he that he is shy and he does not like attention or being recognized. Him not speaking to me then made sense since he has such a unique voice. Despite his different appearance, I am sure his voice was a dead giveaway for who he was. (laughs) This is blowing my mind. It's the best. 
So from then on, I somewhat stopped being creeped out by him and would smile when he entered instead of freezing up. Those eyes never stopped feeling eerie, though. So if you're so if you're a small business owner and can only afford to have one employee on shift, maybe don't schedule teenagers to work early morning or late night shifts entirely by themselves. They may encounter people who make them feel unsafe, either for legitimate reasons or because of an amazing performance in a fantastic movie. SSDGM. And happy spoop season, Cassie. Wow. Holy shit. Isn't that also what I thought was really funny is my mom used to really like Monk. So it was one of the few Uh. TV shows that she would actually watch. Mm -hmm. And we watched it and like it took me two years to figure out that that's how I knew Ted Levine because he was the like the captain or detective or whatever on the show and i was just like god this guy i know this guy and it when i finally looked it up i was like holy shit because he looks you know it's like he was a young like in his 20s and then he was a grown man yeah he's worked consistently since silence of the lambs but he looks completely different it's the same thing for me with uh mr i don't want to hurt your dog Uh, like when i see her i totally forget it's her what's her name i don't Mm-hmm. You should know this. You wouldn't hold you know. on. She's That's in, a tough one, but hold on. She's in Grey's Anatomy, I right? Say, yeah. Brooke Smith. Kath- God damn it. <laughs> Brooke Smith played Catherine Martin. Uh, uh, all right. That wait, was- sorry. What's happy spoop season mean? Spook season? Spoop. <laughs> no, do you think it was a misspelling? <laughs> I think so, because I don't know what the fuck a spoop is. <laughs> Cassie, if you if that's an inside joke of something that we don't remember, please tell yeah. us. But I, Spooky Halloween? It's got to be spook. (laughs) Spoop. What's spoop? What's a spoop? I wish I knew. Uh, I wish I knew. Well, expect t-shirts of it next year. (laughs) All right. Shit that happens at fancy outdoor malls story. Mm. Hello, loves of my life. (laughs) I I sent this in before as a random topic, but now that you've specifically asked for this genre of story, I figured I'd send it again. Note, this didn't happen at a, quote, fancy outdoor mall, but it was one of America's first strip malls and it had a Starbucks, so I'm counting it. Okay. Counts. When I was 16, I worked as the fitting room girl at Marshall's in my hometown. I was... Nightmare. 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 Any of those... My friend, my my cousin Carol used to work at, I think, Ross Dress for Less Mm -hmm. as at the fitting rooms. She had stories of, like, the most insane shit happening. Really? Yes. Send in those stories. Is this true? Send it in. I want to hear this shit. Yeah. I was a shy and polite teen. So when the strip mall's much older security man came up to me one evening to tell me my underage tits look great and were sure to increase sales, I was Mm. horrified, but not going to say anything about it to anyone. Hold on. What's your comeback to that right now? If that was you. Ew, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Why? No, I'm just I think that's the kind of thing where when someone does that to you, it's like it almost just like shocks you you into you just stand there. So it's good to have a couple um, comebacks just waiting like, hold it right there. I'm going to call the police on you. Right. Another good one. In reality, if I were her and as a teen, I would have. (laughs) Well, it's like that's what I did. There was I worked at I worked at a little like um, market, like local market, my first job in the bakery. And the butcher shop was across the way from me and it was like these older dudes and they were like, come in there, our office real quick. And I go in and there's just like plastered all over the walls, like porn. Oh, and I was just like, ah, and like walked no. out. I know. Like, that's what Ew. I know. 90s. You know what? The 90s. But also what? 
What? I was First 15. All, I was 15. You, so what is the what are you trying to do, sir? First of all, why do you need porn on the walls? Like, yeah. what what's wrong? Also, the what's actionable now. And they thought it was funny. They laughed at my shock. But I mean, after knowing that, like, I would never want to go to that meat department again. No. Like, you couldn't wash your hands enough. <laughs> totally. Like, what porn? Porn at the grocery store is. Yeah. But no one knew. Government? It was like in the private. They fucking. Oh, you mean they, like it was there? It was in the thing? private like meat butcher shop office. But I mean, they knew it's like. So you both are into this. It's the weirdest yeah. thing in the world to no. me that one guy didn't go. Hey, that's creepy. Hey, dude, what's wrong? <laughs> I don't want to look at porn with you guys. This is creepy. If, if you're a grown man and you feel the need to put porn on the wall. Yeah. Some, you're crying for help. Yeah. Ugh. Ooh. Or to be fired. Okay. Anyways, da, 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 I was horrified. I'm not going to say anything about it. That was until Heather, the marshal's security guard, came to my rescue. Heather was maybe five feet tall and 100 pounds, curly blonde hair, and an absolute badass. She sprinted into the fitting room and said, I saw your face after that guy talked to you. What did he say? I told her and with her help, wrote up a complaint to the mall's management and got him fired. Yes. So I never had to deal with his disturbing, quote, compliments again. A year or so later, I had been promoted from fitting room girl to customer service girl when Heather chased a shoplifter out into the parking lot to confront him and call the cops. Remember, we talked about chasing shoplifters. You know, yes, that. that's right. Much to my horror, I watched from the front window as this tall, heavy set man punched her right in the head and she hit the ground. Oof. She was OK, but stopped working security at our store shortly after. And as far as I know, they never found the guy. I still can't believe that absolute twat punched a little lady over some last season Tommy Hilfiger. What a douche canoe. Heather was a tiny, fearsome, totally badass lady. And I will never forget how she went after that creepy old man for me and how she'd chase guys twice her size because she wasn't scared of shit. Anyway, Heather, if you happen to be a murderino, you left a lasting impression on me. And you are the reason that when creepy men ask me to smile, I show them all of my teeth like an angry dog. <laughs> SSDGM. K. K. I love it. Just like a compliment to this badass woman who like changed her a little. Yeah, that's very cool. Although, uh, yeah, don't. I now understand what you mean yes. by meant by don't there's no reason to chase a shoplifter and then take that right. physical assault for on behalf of the right major corporation that you work for right. that's insane and, the, and also they still costs nothing to them yes and if you're five feet tall and you're a security guard you should have some kind of a weapon on you like yeah that's not safe a unless you dick or something yeah, yeah. something uh, <sighs> hardcore. Oh I, I will never forget. I have a similar story of when I was 14 and like hanging out with the wrong crowd, like punk rockers. And there was this one older girl who was this punk with tattoos and shit. And her, we were all sitting in the room, probably doing drugs. And her boyfriend, with like a mohawk, hardcore leather wearing spike mohawk dude, said something, you know, sexist to her. And she fucking socked him in the face <laughs> so hard. And I was like, and I was such a timid little girl, you know. And then years later, I looked her up and she's like a fucking MMA fighter now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I wrote her and I was like, I just want you to know you like she's like, I don't even remember that. And I was like, you changed my fucking like idea of like what kind of a woman I can be. It was pretty rad. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And then you all hit that bong together. That's right. 
There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye.
Here's my last one. I'm not going to read you the subject line, but this is how it starts. <laughs> Hello. And then it says in parentheses, in the Mrs. Doubtfire voice. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Longtime listener, first time writer. Here it goes. I was probably around eight or nine and I was in the passenger seat of my mom's 90s something Chevy Tahoe. We were running errands and needed to return some books to the library. I was thrilled to have the task of returning them through the drop-off box mm. from the car window. So fun. I was one of the smallest in my class. So for me to reach the drop box, I had to basically hang my entire body out of the window. <laughs> While I was being super cool and dropping the books in the return, the window started rolling up. <gasps> I yelled, Mom, stop, I'm not done. But as I yelled, I could see terror and a bit of panic in my mother's eyes. She started frantically hitting all the buttons on her driver's door while the window continued to roll up, I'm yelling frantically, Mom, Mom, stop! The window does not stop rolling up, and I'm questioning in my head, what did I do to deserve this? Is my mom trying to kill me? <laughs> while my little body starts to feel the window begin to squish me, my mom is still going at it to every button in sight, and I'm still screaming, stop, stop, stop. My mom turns the car off completely. <sighs> yes, yes. Thinking, quick thinking. We both take a moment and just stare at each other, letting the trauma sink in. <laughs> oh, my God. But then my mother notices my knee yeah. exactly on the window button. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> I was rolling up the window on myself as I was leaning out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Stay sexy and window locks save lives. Alicia. Holy shit. I immediately <laughs> thought of like... Herself. Cookie leaning her head out the window in the back, you know, and she's like buckled in, but like, oh my God, she, I didn't even think about it. She could totally step on the fucking. Oh, Frank's done that. Oh, that's right. Frank has the ability. He, it's crazy. And he's been like this since I got him. He can, like, if you're watching an amazing movie, that's exactly when Frank will step on the remote and change the channel. <laughs> like he has this sense of. It, perfect interference oh. and one of the first times he rode in my car and this is when i had that honda fit yeah um we were going to the dog park and he had the front seat and he i'd rolled the windows down for both dogs and he got up he got up put his head out the window stepped on the window thing oh no this is what he did he it was the opposite of what happened to alicia he got up stepped on the window and the window went down, so I didn't have it down all the way. Mm -hmm. He had his like feet resting mm -hmm. on the half closed window. He stepped on it, it rolled down more, and he started falling out the oh. window. Oh my god. And I had to catch him by the tail and yank him back in Holy as shit. the car was going like 30 miles an hour down the street. Oh my God. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrifying. It was so hilariously like it was like a Rube Goldberg contraption yeah. of how did you just do that? Yeah. And like, You're and it happened super fast. So I just had to like, good for you. Instincts. You fucking, their dogs and kids try to kill themselves constantly. It's constantly. your job to not let them. Insanity. Right. This is my last one. Okay. It's called Vince's Hometown Adventures in Babysitting. And it's a little long, but it's not that bad. Okay. Hi. That's <laughs> all it says. <laughs> I was in college and a seasoned babysitter. So word of my kid watching skills landed me a summer job for a family that lived in the forest in Milford, Michigan, which is where hey. this is from. Before my first day, I met the new family at their home to see if I would be a good fit. As I knocked on the door, I saw an odd bat shaped lawn decoration placed in the grass. And when the dad answered the door, I immediately noticed the shirt he was wearing had a picture of a furry brown bat on it. 
I was then greeted by a three-year-old, let's call her Maggie, and a smiley mom holding a baby. Adorable family, even though the mom was also wearing a shirt with bats on it. So I'm getting the house tour and noticed framed photos of someone's hand holding real bats. <laughs> and in the playroom were normal toys in addition to stuffed animals, blocks, etc. that, you guessed it, bats. We were finishing the tour upstairs in the spare bedroom where the dad pointed to a door in the back of the room and wanted me to, quote, never open that door. Mm-hmm. I smiled, said OK, and was hired for the summer. My first morning on the job, the mom said, Maggie, you should take Miss Sarah to the barn to see Mo today. And since she didn't elaborate, I didn't ask questions because I have Midwest manners. <laughs> After breakfast, Maggie begged to see Mo. Trying to get intel from a three-year-old was unsuccessful, so it was still a mystery when later that day I took the kids down the path deeper into the forest. We came to a small clearing where the barn stood, and as I rolled open the door, Maggie bolted inside and disappeared into the very dark barn. Struggling to get my eyes to adjust, I walked slowly towards the where her little footsteps stopped. Then suddenly, I saw a pair of beady eyes watching me, mm. and the longest curled fingernails I have ever seen. I froze, panicked, then realized the face staring at me, all caps, was a fucking sloth. <gasps> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> not a bat, not a murderer, a goddamn two-toed sloth. Oh, you know, I spent the summer not asking questions, but I did discover why one should, quote, never open that door in the spare bedroom. The little girl eventually told me because it's the addict and the bats will like your hair. As it turned out, Mo, short for molasses, because he's so slow, <laughs> was a rescue sloth. But I only discovered this the following summer with a new family of kids in tow when I took them to an exotic creatures exhibit and my old pal Mo was there. And then it says, I know him. <laughs> I know him. I'm not cool with that. I know that dude. I know him. <laughs> hey, buddy. It was there that I learned that the bat people are world renowned bat conservationists. They Ooh. founded the Organization for Bat Conservation and have traveled the planet to educate wildlife conservationists about bats and endangerment. <laughs> it doesn't mean you need bats in your fucking house, though. Like, Greg It also you. doesn't mean you need to wear your own merch. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> it's like in your house, casually, That's constantly. Ra- hey, we have a guest coming over. Let's show them what we're all about. Do, 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 do. Put your shirt on. <laughs> Uh, they have even made appearances on popular late night talk shows. Sweet Mo was eventually rehomed is now, and is now living his best life at the Detroit Zoo where unsuspecting babysitters <laughs> won't find him in dark places. <laughs> I'm so proud of you both. Stay sexy and stay out of the attic, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Oh, that was alarming, yet heartwarming <laughs> and funny. Yep. And fun. And bats. It would like. If you were in a dark barn, because yeah. sloths are kind of big. Yeah. So it would, I would assume it was a dude with a bad haircut. Or like an extra child that they forgot to bring into the house. Ooh. <laughs> the child that only, that only sleeps in the barn. Yeah. Well, thanks um, for listening. You guys send us any fucking story you feel like at my favorite murder God, Gmail. These, sorry, these emails are just getting better by the moment. Thank yeah. you all for trying, pulling out these wonderful stories of 
child endangerment and um, <laughs> sloths and bats. Yeah. We love it. If you think you can do better, send in your story. If you think you already did better, resend your story because there's a lot of stories in there that we have to go through. And if you don't think anything at all, then stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? This has been an Exactly Right production. Our producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. Associate producer, Alejandra Keck. Engineer and mixer, Stephen Ray Morris. Researchers, Jay Elias and Haley Gray. Send us your hometowns and your fucking hoorays at myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. And follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. And for more information about this podcast, our live shows, merch, or to join the fan cult, go to myfavoritemurder.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>